Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll pick up with part two of what we started last week, a look at Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. This passage records the sending out of the twelve disciples. Jesus commissioned the twelve to go out and preach the gospel to all the surrounding country, but he gave them a gift to help them, the divine power to heal all manner of infirmity and the authority over demons to command them to depart. Well, when we read passages like this, what should we take from them? Jesus here instructed the twelve apostles. Does that mean you are instructed likewise? And Jesus empowered them with his divine power to perform miracles. Does that mean you're provided with the same power? Well, the answer should be an obvious no to both questions, but some Christians are still confused by questions like that. And if the answer is no, then what should we do with passages like this that were spoken to specific people who are not us in specific circumstances which are not ours? Pastor Jim will help us wrestle with these considerations this week and will also remind us of some important principles for proper interpretation of Scripture. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Apostles Boot Camp, Part 2. When you leave church today, do not go home. Pick a neighborhood and knock on doors until you find somebody who will take you in until further notice. Right? But says it right there in the Bible. Well, now, how do you sort this out? Well, since this is not an instruction on how you're supposed to live, what principles are there that apply to you? Well, I think there's more than one here. And remember I told you, apply the God factor. What does this passage, in its specificity, teach me about God in His universality? That I can then say, this is what God is like, therefore this is what I should do. Well, you should understand that God can take care of you. Even when you don't see in advance how He will do it, He says, trust me, He, he will take care of you. You understand that... Um, Applying this from the receiving end, you have a responsibility to take care of those who proclaim God's Word. That's why we support missionaries and pastors and the like. You can see that, that God is faithful to you and you're going to see His provision to take care of you whenever you are doing His will. You can understand that from elsewhere in the Bible, there is also a, a special blessing that God pronounces on those who are, who are generous to His messengers. So you see, this is very specific. It's abnormal, but it can teach you things about your heavenly Father. So to summarize, yes, you must work to meet your needs and the needs of your family. God expects that of you. Yes, you should take care of those who work hard at preaching and teaching and spreading the gospel. And yes, God does bless hard work and good planning, but during Apostles' Boot Camp, He gave them some very different instructions for a reason. 
So from the Apostles' Boot Camp, you can learn teamwork. You can learn to trust God to supply your needs. And thirdly, you should learn to concentrate on good fruit. Now, here's a case of learning some balance, if you will. It's important to remember you're called to preach, for the, gospel, uh, to preach the gospel. You're not called to look for trouble. Uh, don't worry, it'll come if you're faithful to preaching the gospel. The next thing Jesus said to the, apostle, to the apostles has several applications to us in our normal lives, even if we aren't traveling missionaries. It's a combination of not looking for trouble, but learning to expect opposition to the gospel. Mark 6.10, and He said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave town. Now, here's a a case where Mark, who was writing for Gentiles, didn't include something that Matthew, who was writing for Jews, did. Matthew's version includes Jesus' instructions to give a greeting to everyone. Basically, pronounce shalom upon everyone. Give a greeting of peace to everyone. And if people rejected the gospel, then he said, let your greeting of peace return to you. Basically, take back your peace to you greeting if they reject the gospel and reject you. In other words, don't tell people that they have peace with God if they don't. That's a very important thing. So, there are some applications. First of all, when he says, offer your greeting to everyone, well, wherever you go, whatever you do, be friendly. Show kindness to everyone and look for opportunities to proclaim the gospel. Some people think of uh, preaching and, 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 and especially in like a, a, an open-air preaching, which is a perfectly fine thing to do, but they, but they do it with such an attitude that it's, it's combative. That's not good. It's not right. Uh, be friendly, show kindness, and look for opportunities to proclaim the gospel. How do you know you have an opportunity to proclaim the gospel? That's when you meet somebody who doesn't know the Savior. It's not hard to find opportunities like that. And then, as he says, stay wherever they will receive you. Cultivate fellowship with all who believe in Christ. Emphasize what what you have in common in Christ. And then there's the other side of the coin here. Verse 11 of Mark 6. Any place that does not receive you or listen to you, In other words, if they don't receive the gospel and they don't want you personally, as you go out from there, shake the dust off the soles of your feet for a testimony against them. Now, that's based upon a custom that we don't particularly practice very much. But when Jews returned to Israel from anywhere else, it was customary to symbolically shake the dust off their feet to avoid bringing pagan soil into their country. And so, that's illustrating another principle. Don't imply that people who don't believe are okay spiritually because they're not. Now, here's a wrinkle. Who did Jesus give that instruction to? The twelve apostles. 
They were all Jews, right? This preaching uh, uh, trip that he sent them on, Matthew tells us, was specified only to Israel. So Jesus is telling the apostles to treat Jews who don't receive the message of Christ the same way that they were to treat pagans who hate God. That's very powerful. The truth is that anyone who doesn't believe in Christ, Jew or Gentile, is doomed to eternity apart from God. And even those who are ethnically, genetically connected to to Abraham and to God's chosen people, if they're lost, they're lost. And Jesus was telling the apostles to treat unbelief among Jews exactly the same as unbelief among the Gentiles. Paul and Barnabas did this once when they... um, they spoke in the synagogues in Pisidia and Antioch, and then they were, they were driven out of town. They shook the dust off their feet, and their message was, okay, now we're turning to the Gentiles. And Paul, or, uh, Jesus is saying to His disciples, to his, to his apostles, unbelief comes from all ethnicities, all backgrounds. And He was preparing the apostles to understand that in Israel... And eventually it would be so among the Jews, although this wasn't his purpose at this time. Some would believe, no matter where they went, but most would not not believe. And when the bulk of the Jews, and especially their spiritual leaders, rejected the gospel, Jesus would tell them later, and we'll see it as we move along in Mark, that your house is being left to you desolate, and we're going to the Gentiles. Now, Matthew adds again something that Mark doesn't, and it's very easy to see why. Matthew writing for Jews, he knew his audience would understand this. Mark writing for Gentiles, figured his audience probably wouldn't understand this. Matthew 10.15, same incident, Jesus said this, Truly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city, that city which rejects you when you preach Christ. So, the Jews would have understood the reference to Sodom and Gomorrah. We use them as a, a, a metaphor for wickedness, right? I mean, we even have a, uh, we've even taken the name of one of those cities and named a specific sin after that city. So what does it mean it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for those who were re- going to reject the message of the apostles. Frankly, I can't think of what would be worse than being in the lake of fire. But there are this and many passages that, uh, that infer that there are degrees of eternal punishment, just as there are degrees of uh, eternal reward. But the principle is this, the more information you have when you reject Jesus, the more severe your punishment. Now, understand this. You have more information than did the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. You have more information than did the people who heard the message from the apostles on this preaching trip. So, you are all the more accountable. And again, what kind of principles do you find based upon what this text means? Well, I think, again, there's more than one. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.